well, I thought that was a, a quite successful one last week. Yeah, did all right. Yeah, not too bad. Well, more, more people than we thought decided to listen to our ramblings, so I suppose that's a good thing. Yeah, quite a few people got older of me, so now looking forward to the next one, which is always nice. Yeah, it's good. You know, hopefully we don't disappoint, but if we if we do, oh well. <laughs> We've been doing that all our lives. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's not going to make any fucking. Yeah, I'll break the habit of a lifetime. Oh, I didn't really enjoy the second podcast. Oh well, don't listen to the third then. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't like it. Don't listen. Yeah, li- listen to that, that that fancy man instead. <laughs> the one with all the money. Yeah, with the the YouTube monies. Oh yeah, that's what we're chasing. Oh, give us that YouTube money and that Google <laughs> money. <laughs> oh, I want to be right. part of a neutral too. <laughs> you know that's where the money is. Yeah. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> oh well, what's, what's been happening then from from the last one? What we got? There's still been a shitload of snow. Yeah. Well, I, I you know I've, I've been having trouble with uh, internet. My water pipes froze the other day as well. Yeah, straight up. I was, you know, trying to wash my hands or something, and then, oh, there's no water. So I'm outside of the caravan with a bottle of, you know, a kettle full of water, tipping it on the pipes, trying not to crack the plastic. Oh, proper domesticated now, me. Look at you. <laughs> he uses the kettle outside of drinking. <laughs> yeah, I think he's more just blagging it. That way, Nick, it. that way, Nick, I'll fix them pipes. Oh, oh crumbs. Okay. Yeah, I better hide that. Oh, yes. Well, oh, I've got a little, um, I've got a little something I've been uh, having a look into, which might be right up your so street. So I've heard. So I've mm. heard. So, obviously, last week we brushed upon your climate change thing, didn't we, debacle? Um, and how you're interested mm. in it and researching it. And yeah. then I've just been going through looking for some stuff. And my, my brother of all people said to me that there's something called phytoplankton. That produces mm. nearly 85% of the oxygen on Earth, and I thought, well, that's interesting. So let's give it, a, let's give it a fucking whirl. And sure enough, you can t- type it in Google, and there it is. Byproduct of photosynthesis is oxygen. Scientists believe that phytoplankton contribute between 50 to 85% of the oxygen in Earth's atmosphere. Happy days. Yeah. And then because they're, they're sort of um, linked with coral reefs, aren't they? Oh, don't get me started on coral reefs. Yeah, because they've been like super bleaching and stuff. And for years, people have been taking pictures of these perfectly white coral reefs. And look, oh, how beautiful is that? And then the scientists have come forward saying, like, no, that's not beautiful. That's really bad. (laughs) (laughs) They shouldn't be that (laughs) colour. Stop appreciating death and decay. What's wrong with you? You sadist. Well, I didn't go that far into it because you know me. You know, I just click the first link on Google and have a little look and go from there. Oh, absolutely. But, but then... Chicom.com. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Getting all the real facts. Oh, yes. From the baby but, eaters. Oh, oh, Mr. Jones, you are the boy. <laughs> so this brought me on to something even more fascinating, right? So I was like, okay, yeah, so that's all well and good. And then I was going to go down and, you know, like, oh, about the global warming or climate change, whatever it's called now. Mm. And then I stumbled across... Let's have a look. So, uh, where are my notes? Funny you yeah, say so, that, actually, while you're looking for your notes. I haven't actually heard the phrase global warming in quite a long time. Yeah, it's I think... It's mainly just called climate change now, isn't it? But yeah, I forgot it was called global warming at one point. And it's pretty ironic we're sitting here talking about fucking old global warming when there's snow on the ground and I can't get anywhere because of the fucking snow. Oh, Jeez, yeah. Jeez, Bill Gates. Yeah. 
Thanks, Obama. Cheers, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Boris. Yeah, and that Nicola Sturgeon. Oh, she's always up to trouble, mate. Yeah, she's she likes to throw a grenade in the room <laughs> and come in afterwards and be like, boom, you got sturgeonated. <laughs> the sturgeonator. Yeah. Mm. So, well, I, I like so, a feisty. Oh, no. You don't want to go down that route, dude. Oh, no. <laughs> Well, I've got. I was going to go down. Also, you sent me something in the week about um, experiments on the brains of snails, didn't you? Yeah. And I was going to. I was going to go down that one. I thought, yeah, fuck it. And I thought, oh no, that sounds a bit too complex. So instead, on my global warming thing and the the what's it, the plankton that's making all the fucking oxygen. Yeah. The, I yeah what found was the um the plankton called again? Phyto phytoplankton. Phytoplankton. Yeah. yeah. Of course. I'm not. I'm so not that's, a, that's a P-H-Y-T-O plankton. That's the one. That home who want to follow along. They're pretty little things, eh? Oh, yeah. That's really, really bad hosting on my part. I didn't even spell it. I just assumed everyone could spell because I've got the spelling in front of me. But, yeah, go on, have, have, a, have a look at that. That's They are pretty. They can be quite nice. And helping enrich the world with oxygen. So, you know, win-win. Yeah. So apparently, on... phytoplankton are a microscopic marine algae. Phytoplankton is the base of several aquatic food webs. In a balanced ecosystem, they provide food and a wide range of sea creatures. God. Oh, food for a sorry, trouble of mind there. Yeah, they provide food for a wide range of sea creatures. So it's, them lot dying could also be responsible not only for the uh, seas becoming more empty due to our fishing, but also because the lack of phytoplankton. Oh, shit. So, actually, this is... This so, it's is... a double whammy. Yeah. So, they are little helpful buggers, but we've got to keep them they going. Are. They're very important. Keep... They look like little spaceships, though. <laughs> Have you seen some of the pictures? Yeah. I would urge anyone just to go onto Google and just type in phytoplankton. It's basically plankton with P-H-Y-T-O uh, in front of it. And, yeah, there's, like, little flying saucers, little discs... You can tell I have no idea about marine biology. Oh, Aaron, they look like discs. They <laughs> I'm, do learn, look, I'm learning. One, the Wikipedia image for along looks like a bunch of spaceships that arrive. Oh, well, that's obviously what we're going to be looking at now. Spaceships that raves. I didn't search that, but that would equally be interesting. Yeah. So, on my um, quest for... The, obviously, because they're producing loads of oxygen, yeah. And I thought, well, that's a good mm. thing. And then I thought, well, what's you know, what's taking oxygen out of the air apart from us being alive and breathing and all that sort of rubbish? Mm. And then I went down a pretty cool little rabbit hole, which I'm sure you may have heard of, but it's about a <laughs> it's bizarre, man. But it's about a fucking massive mushroom in America, yeah. right? And I'm when you say massive, are we talking like? Is it is it a beast? Oh, I'm going to get the right I'm going to get the right word in for it, and then I'm going to get everyone to have a look. Because oh. <laughs> yeah, it's, let's have a look. All oh, right, if you type in Google "honey fungus," it should come up. Just honey fungus. Honey fungus. Should we should be getting some pictures up? And I think you have to put maybe Oregon afterwards because in over over the pond. Oregon, you say? Yeah, Oregon. That's it. 
sets record for the uh, sets record for the largest living organism on Earth. And it's a, and it's a beast. Have a look at that. It's like two miles wide. Oh. <laughs> it's two miles wide? Yeah, apparently. Hold on a second. I'm looking at the wrong one. I looked at a mushroom, which was pretty big. It's all underground. That's what. That's probably why you're not going to see it. Most. Of it's oh, it's one of those ones that are underground. Mm, yeah, that's oh, what I've they... heard about them. Yeah, they're like in in with the rhizome layer and all that. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> I've heard about these. So I've I got didn't know they were that big, though. Yeah, it's fucking huge, man. So I'll just read. I'll just read a bit of um about that, just in case no one's near a computer. But it says here in the Blue Mountains of Oregon, there is a colony of Amaria. Uh, uh, Armil, oh, I'm not even going to try and pronounce it, but it's like Armil Araya solid pipes. <laughs> That's believed to be the world's largest known organism. The fungus is over two and a half thousand years old and covers an estimated 2.2, oh no, 2,200 acres, which is 8.9 square kilometers. So that's pretty fucking big. Yeah, uh, that's, that's like what? I think I've got one here, so 2.4 miles. Yeah, that's 8. it. 8.8 kilometers across. Yeah, crossing the Blue Mountains of Oregon. That's it. Um, and then it says, above ground, the honey mushrooms are short-lived, but the underlying mycelium, which is branch-like vegetation, lives on. So, obviously, I was like, oh, okay, cool, that's pretty interesting. But then I started, oh, it sounds weird, and it sounds like a proper stoner podcast, but I started, like, researching mushrooms more. Thinking, Why not? Like, that what word was, was armillaria. Oh, oh, yeah, now you say it, armillaria. Yeah, that was the... Of the Armillaria genus, yeah. Oh, genus. Not to be confused with So them. when you say this mushroom is 2.4 miles across, um, is that a collection of mushrooms or is that a single mushroom? I've, I believe... Uh, it's, it it's believed to be the one... Like, the whole thing is a whole... It's, it's one, basically, but it has little mushrooms popping out the top of the ground, but the whole thing is under underground. Jesus Christ. So like, basically, like the, the, like, like the root kind of thing, they all share the same. Yeah, that's it. Like baseline, cool. Mm. Yes, yeah, so you and started. You started researching the mushrooms, eh? Yeah, and I was like, so this massive mushroom is wiping out trees in a forest because that's what it does. It wipes out trees because it feeds on their branches and their soil, and Makes obviously mush, mushrooms suck out like yeah, it takes all the nutrients from their from their feed as such. Sort of. Yeah, it's and literally stealing the food out of its mouth. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Like, and um, where are we? So, so I started thinking. Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a look at this because someone told me that mushrooms inhale oxygen, like they respire, so they take on oxygen and expel carbon dioxide. And I thought, well, this is a flip side to the plankton, surely. Mm. If we've got if we've got the sea creatures sorting us out with the oxygen, but these massive motherfucking fungus fungi things, like you know, ki- killing the killing the atmosphere. You know, I had to have a look at it. So the long and short of it, rather than just you know talk about m- mushrooms forever, because I'm sure mm. everyone's going to love that. You know, that's got to be the title: giant mushrooms. And Mate, <laughs> judging by the people who have got hold of me with the positive feedback, trust me, they all love mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> so our our fan base so far is pretty pro mushroom. I think you're good. <laughs> <laughs> and next week, baking. Oh yeah. <laughs> So uh, let's have a look. Uh, I've got, um, yeah, mushrooms are obligate aerobes, and an obligate aerobe is an organism that requires oxygen to grow. 
Through cellular respiration, these organisms use oxygen to metabolize substances like sugars, fats, um, yeah, sugars and fats. And in this type of respiration, oxygen serves as the terminal electron acceptor for the electron transport chain, which all sounds a bit too scientific and clever for a, you know, for a fucking mushroom, if you ask me. Um, yeah, they're taking the piss a little bit. Yeah, for, you know, just just you doing your job as a, as it was before. I thought, yeah, that's fine. You know, I'll you know pick you yeah. up, eat you, and I might go travel to another dimension, or I might just have you with my lasagna. Who knows? Yeah. But they, they think they can take liberties. Oh, 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 oh. No. Well, you know what happened to the last lot. Oh. Well, that's exactly it. And I ain't got mushroom for that kind of nonsense. Oh, oh stop it. One of us had to. <laughs> I was waiting for I it. I got it out of the way, all right? Oh, <laughs> broken the ice You know now. me, my, I like to be a fun guy, you know? Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, he did it again. Come on. I Boy. know. I'm sorry, we're better than this. We, <laughs> sorry, everyone. If you was expecting anything other than, you know, mushroom jokes, well, yeah. <laughs> that's what we've got this week, apparently. Yeah, um, well, whilst we're on the mushroom thing still, we'll... Yeah, we, I've got, to, I've got to drop this on you. Did you know right, that there is a type of fungus which in its spores right, will get in, eventually get inside a spider's, like into a spider, it will absorb itself into it and then this fungus will grow on its brain and it will take control of the spider, making it its own like little zombie that it can control itself and it will climb it up to the highest tree it can find where it will just sit and starve to death so that the um that this type of fungus that needs to be in a higher altitude to survive can start sprouting into a fully blown mushroom and it will do it on the carcass of a tarantula that it took control of. What the fuck? Yeah, that's what mushrooms get up to, mate. Is it? Yeah, mushrooms they like they'll <laughs> mate, they'll fuck you up. Well, I I got I gotta have a look at that, man. That sounds a bit a bit sci fi for me. I mean I know I know. I mean, I'm, that's, I'm, that's why it's worth bringing. You know what I'm like, mate. When it comes to sci-fi and horror, I'm a fiend. You know yeah. what I mean. So stuff like that blows me away. And I re- for some reason, that's the stuff I remember. Nothing important. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing that's going to help you in life. Yeah. I mean, today it was. I've been looking forward to this podcast all week. Today, at five to one, I was like, there was something I was meant to do today. <laughs> what was it? You know? oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh fuck. <laughs> You're not. You're not actually fucking even far far wrong at all. I typed in zombie spiders, obviously fung- fungus zombie spiders, and there it is. It's come up. Yeah. They're mad, aren't they? Oh fuck that man! So I don't... Your, your your fungus research is going to go even deeper now, isn't it? Well, that's it, and I suppose it's kind of all relevant to like this next part. So, like, obviously, so I'm sitting there thinking like. So mushrooms, we've just we just gathered by that, which is which is correct. But I don't want to go into it, guys, because I'm, I'm gonna I, I've I've got my own research to do. We can go back to zombie fucking yeah. spiders later. But, We're deep enough as it is. Yeah, that's right. So I've got so so mushrooms need to breathe just like we do, yeah. Except they don't have lungs, so that's that's pretty fucking crazy. Uh, they ex, they exchange gases directly with the atmosphere in an anaerobic bacteria, um, and then oh no. Oh, I've just cut that off. Right, here we go. So, mushroom cell exchanges gas directly with the atmosphere. No oxygen can be exchanged. If no oxygen can be exchanged, anaerobic bacteria build up, and that's bacteria which do not need oxygen to thrive, and literally choke the mushroom to death. Wow. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, it's, so I'm starting to think these are more and more, maybe not sentient, 
or con- uh, conscious, but they're a bit more fucking advanced than what we all thought. I- I'm thinking. That's what I'm starting to think. Yeah, man, that is that is mad. And then it comes. And then I'm going to drop a bomb, right? Uh, this is oh, going to this is going to wind I people up. I thought the bomb was already dropped. The bombs. Well, <laughs> and now, now you might be able. You might know more than me. So, can vegans That's eat a mushrooms? Big fucking might. Can vegans eat mushrooms if they can fucking breathe? How does that work? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, that's a difficult one. Because aren't, don't um, mushrooms have quite, aren't they like a big part of like a vegan's like protein Man. staple? I believe it's massive, yeah. This is, this is where we should have a vegan with us to, t- to tell us yeah. the answer. But yeah, I just thought if they could fucking breathe and it's like it chases, and bear in mind they don't even need sunlight to fucking live and survive, you know, so this thing is. is That's true, living. yeah. So what, what the hell does it come under? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's mad because it's like, because oh, I mean, I wouldn't go so far as to call it a vegetable. I mean, is it a vegetable? I don't know. Oh, it's a freaky thing, is what it is. Yeah, you don't um, get the you don't get the carrots doing it, do you? No, you don't hear them getting up to that kind of nonsense. Yeah. Oh yeah, I don't know, mate. And if they're like they're going around like because like the whole thing where they like stealing the food from the trees and stuff. Yep. And whatever, that happens a lot in uh, botany and stuff like that. Anyway, mm. it's like when we've like. like you know my mum, she's a big gardener. She knows all this sort of stuff. But it's like whenever she does something in the garden, some things have to be away from others. Like right. you can't just throw any flower next to another flower. It just doesn't work that way. And I was just like, oh, okay, cool. So she's like talking me through it all. And she was saying, yeah, but that one over there, you need to water a lot, whereas that one doesn't need much water. But the little water it might get being next to that other one will get drunk up by the more thirstier ones. So they've, those have got to be at least like six feet apart from each other. And it's like, oh, okay. So, you know, it happens quite a lot. But to the point where that one then grows to that size, and I mean, I know they spread by spores, but how does the photosynthesis work with them? I mean, are they self-seeding? Do they rely on well, like, the you... wing to carry the spores? Or is it, I don't know. <laughs> that's, well, that's it. I mean, that, that's as far as I got with it on that until I come across another bombshell that got dropped oh. on on this on this subject, right? So I'm having a look through, and then there's someone called uh, what's his name, uh, Terence McKenna. Um, name. Yep, and there's he's he created he's created a theory that suggests mushrooms played an important role in separating the Homo erectus from the less evolved ape by. I can believe that. Yeah, by literally eating mushrooms, and which is expanding their consciousness and enabling them to, you know, think, think about. Uh, I don't know what fucking monkeys or Homo erectus think. I don't know what I think of when I say Homo erectus, but mm. you know what I mean. It's and it says here. Um, I've got a, I've got a little clip just so everyone knows I'm not just talking shit. Uh, humans began to migrate to new areas. At some point, they may come across psychedelic mushrooms growing in cow droppings and ate them. Nice. After ingesting them, and more specifically the psilocybin they contained, their brains kicked into overdrive, acquiring new information processing capabilities, and the mind-blowing expansion of our imagination is the bargain. 
Well, he's in the, I was in the bargain of that. So, yes. So, yeah, I've heard a few theories on this sort of thing. I've got a fantastic book called The Social Leap by uh, William Von Hippel. And he talks about the evolution of humans, like separating from the others, like from the Neanderthals and Australopithecus and Homo sapiens stepping forward and being like, we're the daddies around here. Mm. Right? And he thinks that it was us becoming more social which is what helped us sort of develop our more sort of the part of us that made us separate from yeah. the others. I mean, there was obviously different physical traits as well, because that, you're just going to get that wherever. But what left them behind to be the sort of like just club bashing, rock throwing apes that they pretty much were, that, that we were at the same time, we moved on because eventually certain clans in certain areas now i'm probably getting this completely wrong but if i'm if it sounds like nonsense it's not william's fault (laughs) i'm i'm transcribing it wrong but he believes as far as i remember is that certain one that like it's safe like hunter gatherers the women would be the gatherers typically and the men would be the hunters but just coming up with that concept of okay you guys do this and we'll do this is a social agreement right and it was things like that working as a team like that and then when they were out and they'd be hunting if one of them wasn't pulling their weight it would be the threat of exile perhaps and it would instead of being a matter of oh we'll just literally either kill him or just let him get eaten by something it was that sort of again working as a team giving them a choice like either buck up your ideas or fuck off and back then surviving on your own was You're fucked, pretty much you? next to impossible. Yeah. You relied on those around you. And it was sort of that sort of thing that made them like, oh, well, if that worked, maybe we could come up with other ways of like socially integrate. And then eventually it came into like a ranking system and like hierarchies, lowerarchies, and in the middle arches, and just spread out like that. And, it, and, that's, <laughs> and that's what became, obviously, when you're social, you're a society, and society becomes civilization. And that was what separated us from the others. And when they all died out because they didn't have any new ideas, obviously we were getting flooded with them. And we were like, we, we built from there. And that's why we survived and they didn't. So but another theory to it was the um, discovery of fire and cooking meat, they think. Right. When they look back to um, the evolution, like biologically, after like exo thousands or hundreds of thousands of years after the discovery of fire, our brains more than doubled in size. Right. So we've eaten meat, but when you cook meat, you get all the nutrients and everything from it. So from there onwards, our bodies got basically like supercharged. Well, because well, of the meat? Yeah, because of the, the meat just being cooked. Mm. And yeah, so that's another thing behind it. But yeah, so I could totally get on board with the fungus theory. Well, this is saying you just said about the brain doubling in size, yeah. So this is this is quite funny because this is where I'm going to flip this back, um, and then we can go on to another subject. Because um, he said this is this Terence McKenna. He says what's really important for people to understand is there was a sudden doubling of the human brain 200,000 years ago. From an evolutionary point of view, that's an extraordinary expansion, and there's no real solid concrete evidence for this increase in the human brain. Really? So yeah, that's it. Interesting. So, there's, so oh, it's, right. it's, it's all speculation. It's all right. So is it this? Wow. 
And it's like, yeah, that, that that's cool. So it might be because the mushrooms, it might be because the meat. It could be fucking... I'm not being funny. You ever, you know, I was going to say, have you ever taken mushrooms? Then remembered who I was talking to. But so, <laughs> you, know, you know, you know, when you do mushrooms and you start, you know, you, you're tripping balls and you go to a different galaxy and meet Jesus. You know, they could be doing that shit back then. Oh, 100%. And that's going to change your fucking view of the world if you're living in a, you know, in the forest <laughs> or running away from fucking tigers and stuff, you know. Let's put it here as well. There's something we touched on earlier. Yes. Um, mushrooms have a sexual and asexual reproduction trait. Asexually, the gills underneath the cap are like sexual reproduction where spores are produced and they extract and or disperse the spores into the wind, and they can also spread naturally through other means too. So, perhaps like, you know, a, a mouse running underneath, its back brushes against the gills, it carries the spores with it to wherever it goes. Stuff like that from the wind, so, other insects, even in, like, being eaten and then crapped out later. Hmm. It, they, they literally, any sort of natural way of reproducting reproducting <laughs> reproducing that <laughs> they've got it covered again sneaky sneaky mushrooms jesus so the gills underneath are that what so it's like a sexual thing then yeah Is that's there, their bits i think oh, i've got to research it i think they fucking breathe from them as well dude they fucking, no way um yeah. I, I'm kind of scared of mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, well, they're not going to my dinner tonight, I tell you. <laughs> they, can off. they can fuck right off. They're going out of the fridge in a minute. Um, good yeah, just buy mushrooms to take outside the supermarket and stomp on them in the car park. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no one having you. In front of everyone. <laughs> yeah, right. Die, you murderous mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. well, I, I can't actually find... I can't... Um, I can't actually. Oh no, no, no! They don't. They just breathe uh, through the surface of their skin. By the looks of it, it's like um, it's like other plants do, but they don't quite photosynthesize because they don't need. Yeah, they haven't got lungs. Yeah, and they can choke to death. That's fucking weird, isn't it? Yeah, but man. but then I mean tying up all of that. I mean my mind. Can kind they carry of... handguns. <laughs> well, not yet, but maybe in a couple of thousand years. Hundred oh, thousand years. That's their problem. Yeah, I'll be dead by then. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's it's crazy, man. And then like, I, I started really going deep and then I'm thinking, maybe I was just too high for this shit. You know, maybe I just I don't need to be doing this much research on this one thing. And then I had a look that this Terence McKenna guy was actually a really strong advocate for psychedelics. So we could have just made it all up just to get to practice on different shrooms and get high all day, which either way, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with. If he's happy, I'm happy. Yeah, I condemn him. For, uh, condemn him? Commend him. I'm getting all my murders in a fucking funnel today, but I don't know. <laughs> oh, it don't, it don't matter. Who cares? This is what, this is what happens. This is what happens when you're unscripted, mate. Oh yes. You get all the fucking spoutings. So yeah, that was my um, that was my little brain fart of the week. It was just from something little like plankton, just gone, you know, boom. Here we go. Yeah. And what we mushroom. were mentioning earlier about the snails <gasps> and they um. Ex- like brain experiments because obviously we touched on it and people might be like hang on what's this and uh yeah basically they made a bunch of snails like remember something they can implant memories into them they can make a snail remember something that never happened to it 
um, and it can take the memory from another snail and put it into a, another snail so that snail can remember what the other snail remembered like it was its own experience oh, or they can just delete memories altogether and yeah, how they do it I've no idea and I don't know how they play the memory game with the, uh, the snails I don't think it would be a series of questions <laughs> I mean maybe they'll like get it to walk from one side to the other and put a treat either side and see which one it liked and then maybe do another one after swapping it over and see if it goes for another one like oh he forgot that's the one he likes or whatever I don't know yeah man it's well I think scientists get so clever now I mean god I, I know oh, we are 100%. you know we are thick as fuck when it comes to things but oh, I mean right. <laughs> but, yeah them scientists, man, like, they're literally, I saw something the other day as well, this is uh, not, I haven't re- pre-researched any of this, but I heard that MIT, or some researchers at MIT, are, are trying to record and even alter uh, your dreams. So there's a way to record your fucking dream. Yeah, because I remember before, they, I was reading that they could see you dreaming on mm. a certain type of CAT scan or something. Like they can tell if you're dreaming or not by looking at like a brain scan, mm. and if there's like these ripples and electric things going off, I don't know. I'm probably getting it all wrong, but it, apparently you you dreaming is a visible phenomenon that they can see, but not like see see. Obviously, they can't see you flying on the back of a banana while shooting a ray down at fucking rabbit hedgehogs <laughs> or something. But like it, it, it looks like. Almost like a heartbeat in a way, like a like a cloud just going like pulsing or something. Right. So it's something they can like visually look at. But no, that sounds to actually record it and like. Yeah, so you can actually watch it. Uh, well, I think it started. Um, yeah, I think I think it started on kind of like just they can pick up the colours that your eyes are sensing or your brain sensing. So you're looking like a a reddish colour, which you might be fighting. Um, you know, you might be fighting dragons or hobbits, and you know, oh, in, so it's like color coded in a way. Mm, yeah, I mean, if I was like that one's this certain shade of blue that's normally associated with coldness or something, so they're dreaming about something cold. Yeah, I think that's how it kind of. I don't, yeah. don't know how far they've got. I don't know how far they've got with it. Um, yeah, like color association sort of thing. Oh, that's mad. But is it? Good? But at the same time, it's kind of scary, like, because without going down too much of a route, the way everyone is at the moment with, oh, they said this, so it must mean that, and they've done this, so that must mean by association they're guilty of this, that, and the other. Mm. And people are getting in trouble for even just having opinions. Yeah. Is it going to get to a point where it's like, oh, he dreamt that he did this, so that must be what the kind of person he is. Well, that's a good point. I mean, I'm not being funny. You know what I mean? I mean, people people have been put on trial for their faults before, bruv. Mm. You know what I mean? You know, we don't live in a very nice world. Well, we do. It's pretty fantastic. But the, the stuff that does, the stuff that is bad is normally fucking bad. There's no middle ground. And I can see this, I can see something like that being very much abused. Well, I see it in two ways as well. Like, I mean, one, if you can record someone's dreams or get into it, 
then that's another way that ads and things like that, you could be like having ads in your fucking dreams, man. And they could be yeah. putting thoughts or kind of like, you know, they're going to push you this way or think this way or politically one drama. way. Yes. Yes. They that's it, ads in dreams then. Yeah. Oh, fucking hell. And, and the other, oh, sorry. The other thing I was going to say about the dreams um, thing is, I mean, we've all had psycho exes, and how many times have you, you know, you've woken up and the missus has got the fucking arsehole with you because, you know, in her dream, you was cheating on her, and it's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I didn't cheat on you, yeah, but I had a dream that you did, so and that yeah. you, would, you know, and, and then the, and, the, and then this also used against it. Just your luck, that would be the night you had a sex dream about the same ex, <laughs> <laughs> and she'd be like, oh. Oh, look at that. Yeah, that's it. That Where was you mean? going? Where was you going in your dreams then? Yeah. Oh, fucking hell. Well, yeah. yeah uh, I can see that being used negatively, but the same with anything. Yeah. You, oh, can't it... make any, you can't make anything good about using it for something bad. I mean, just look at cars. They're one of the greatest things we've ever ever made, and they're also one of the da- most dangerous, you know? Yeah. It's just it's the roll of the dice. <laughs> it's almost like everything, isn't it? You know, as yeah. soon as you... As soon as you create something good, there's someone there going to say, actually, let's do this instead. Yeah. I mean, oh. same, with like, same with like hammers and tools, you know. Yeah. They're one of the most important steps in our evolution. And like, they're, all, they're also very popular murder weapons. It, yeah. it just is what it is. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's a long and short of it, isn't it? It's like, it's... Yeah. <laughs> there's, no, there's no escaping it. If we can make it, to help mankind, we'll always we'll always find a way of how we could use it to kill people as well. <laughs> that, that's the that's the type of people we are. Yeah, hundred percent. Oh, oh this, this is crazy, man. I'm go, I'm going to research this, and we can come back to that another day. The fucking dream thing. I've just I've just tried to have a look just while we chatted. Yeah, but what you were saying about the ads as well, man. I mean, is it going to get to a point where it's like, well, pay five five ninety nine a month, and your your dreams will be ad free? Yeah. Why wouldn't they monetize it? Like they didn't not to. Yeah. Imagine that power of being able to be in subconscious thought, you know. And you don't even remember your fucking dreams after time, you know. And imagine, oh no, 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 fuck that, man. Thinking of and people hacking into that and putting subliminal messages into you while you sleep. Yeah. Or you could, or you could literally have thought you've been like some dreams are so lucid that you think they're real until you wake up. So, oh. Well, no, no, thank you. Yeah, and when it comes, like we were saying about the hackers, man, anything could happen. I mean, people, people are going on now with the whole up like, privacy issue, like, oh, government read your emails, man, and it's like, yeah, how about having them read your dreams? <laughs> yeah. right, you, you'll, you'll keep government reading emails in a heart-shaped frame next to your bed. That's it. You know. When, you, when they're recording your dreams, oh, oh, yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about this. I also don't understand the, the reason why you need to record a dream or even go down this 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 road this road at all. Yeah. Because some, some things, are like like you were saying before, about how sites can be like amazing stuff. And like they can like put those memories of one snail into another. And a lot of people will sit there and think, that seems like a big waste of like time and money. But there must be some sort of incentive, like a good one, behind it, 
Yeah. Well, maybe like by doing that, it can find out how to manipulate cells and then get rid of cancer. And then it's like, okay, cool. That's a good route to take. I don't know what it's for, but you know, I'm sure mm. they know better than I do. But recording dreams, I don't see what the benefit there is. No. Like in any route. I mean, even if it's like, oh, it's for like medical purposes. It's like, what's the medical purpose behind recording my dream? I don't yeah. get it. Ah, uh, no. Yeah. I mean, if if someone out there has the, has the answer, please let us know. But I don't oh, see how that can even branch off into anything positive. No, uh, all I would go to is I think it's like a data collection thing. It's a way of collecting people's thoughts and data. I mean, it's got, but but that, got us accepting cookies all the time. Yeah, was that not enough? Because that that got to a point before, didn't it? Where um, you, a few years back, you you had to like ask people if it was okay to accept cookies. Yeah, on your on your website, but now every website you go on is this big bar. Accept cookies. Oh, okay then. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't, I mean, like you say, data collection, man. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't even know what a cookie is. I don't. Well, I, I don't know. Okay. I, <laughs> I, I, think, I think, I mean, as far as I know, I think when you do that, they can personalize the ads for you because they take the data from what other websites you've been on. Uh, and then, like, I think, and then when you, because, like, if I'm on Facebook, I might get an Amazon ad pop up saying, oh, Friday the 13th box set on Blu-ray. You know, it's not a coincidence that they know I like, that I sure. like Friday the 13th. They, they obviously, the, the cookies have been linked up and they're like, oh, well, you know, as it, far as his data goes, he spent the last hour or so on Amazon looking at horror movies. So, right. so keep trying like, to... Yeah, so then yeah. when you clear your cookie cache or something... I think you go back to getting random ones until they can collect more data to make more specific ones. I right. think that's how it works, which is why they've got to ask you if it's okay now because of that data protection stuff. Yeah. So they are asking permission on that to collect your data. But I'm one of those people who's a bit boring. I'm one of those, you know, ugh, if they want to read my emails, what do I care? Yeah. I've got that. So I've, I know it's like people say oh you shouldn't say it but i i don't have anything to hide mm. so i don't care and they say oh but your privacy and it's like but what what about it i mean i mean as, for me it's fine you know I, I get we should all have a choice but for me personally if they want to go through my emails they're going to get very bored very quickly it's all going to be amazon receipts some bloke on facebook said this and stuff on pornhub yeah. That's literally all it's going to be. They're going to be like, good God, this guy's boring. <laughs> or, or, good God, this guy's not well. Yeah. What's I he mean, doing? I mean, look at, look at these Pornhub videos he's looking at. I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> the ones with only like two views on, and it's both you. Yeah. I mean, this guy's into some obscure shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, speaking of obscure, um, uh, Oh, he says that. I, I thought I had a really good article then on the uh, zombie fungus because I've still got a, 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 what's it called, window up. And it said, can the zombie fungus infect humans? And no, is the long and short of that. So I was just about to interrupt with something really interesting. But no, we haven't got to worry about them infecting us. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Uh, well, uh, that's, that's evolution, man. That's not conspiracy theory. And that is just 
but it's just evolution. They've got the um, spiders. With they're now the most pop- populated species outside of like bugs or something. Mm-hmm. You know, we're everywhere, and we are the ones that travel the most. I mean, <laughs> there ain't no animals going abroad without human intervention. No. You know, so eventually, why why won't they cling on to us and be like, you know what? They're the ones you want to get into. They know the score. Yeah. Uh, well, until until someone can weaponize it, and then I'm sure we'll be uh, <laughs> that'll well, be the next pandemic. Absolutely. Because <laughs> that's what they'll do. <laughs> that's what they'll do, man. They'll be like, come on, these mushrooms are on to something. We're forming alliance. Oh. Uh. Alright, what else we got? What else we got? Oh, well, I saw something interesting the other day. Oh. I was looking at a picture on Facebook. Some bloke, he was um, taking a picture of himself in a band shirt. And behind him was in in his car. And you could see, like, through the, uh, the car windows that there was a man in a uniform filling the bloke's car up with petrol. Right, yeah. And someone was commenting, saying, oh, hell, like, a friend of theirs, it wasn't a proper argument, was like, oh, how lazy are you? You even get someone to pump your gas for you. <laughs> you know, they're American. Yeah. And he, was, and, he, and he said, in reply, he goes, if I could, I would, but here in New Jersey, pumping your own gas is illegal, and it's the only place in America where it's still, where that's a law. And I thought, that's mad. I thought, is that right? So I went online, and it turns out it's true. It's it's illegal to pump your own petrol in New Jersey. Somewhere uh, at the shop has to do it for you. So hang, hang, just, just, just so I'm on the right track here, because obviously we're over in, in the UK. We By pumping your own petrol, you mean picking a pump up, put it in your yep, car, put and pressing, your the car pressing the button when you're at the petrol come gas station, like everybody else does. Even in America, you know, they get they put it next to the uh, petrol pump, they pull it off, they put it in, da, 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 it's done. But yeah, to do it yourself in New Jersey, which is just outside New York, it's illegal. What the fuck? Yeah, someone at the shop has to do it for you. So I thought, that's a really weird law. So I thought, what other weird laws are there? Oh, dear. I found these some weird laws, mate. Yes, <laughs> yes. Right. Now, some of these are quite practical, I think. But uh, like one of them here is, for example, it's illegal to wear stilettos in Greece when visiting monuments and stuff like that. Or if you're in historical areas. It's not really illegal to wear is stilettos. That, is that for health and safety, though? No, it's because you might damage the monuments. Oh, fuck's sake. Yeah, but, but even if you're like in a... Like historical village sort of thing where it's like oh this is like one of those one of the oldest villages in Greece or something they've got like old like like, like even the cobblestone roads or whatever yeah are like really old if if that's part of what they consider historic you're not allowed to walk in it with, with higher heels on or stilettos because you could damage the road fuck's sake yeah so, so that's there's... not allowed so it's been around for hundreds or thousands of years, and then all of a sudden it's like, actually, guys, we've got to stop people with stilettos walking on here. Yeah, we can't have them crumbling away, our heritage, because they take they take history and stuff very seriously in Greece. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Seriously. Like, like, um, obviously, um, 
uh, one of my uh, colleagues over in Greece who lives in Crete, and you know he's he's forever posting up like pictures from his walks and whatnot, and yeah, he said like you know people are very here when it comes to monuments and stuff and other things like that, but they're very like strict on looking after them and, and keeping together the um, history of the country. It's all very. Uh, which I suppose is nice, though, as well. Yeah, really. absolutely. Good, you know, holding on to, yeah, holding on to tradition and pride and heritage. You know, why not? Um, here's one for you. In Portugal, it's illegal to wee in the ocean. Oh, fucks! Who's I don't gonna... know how they'd catch you. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know how it. they police this, but underwater police illegal. sharks. Police yeah. sharks, mate. That's what we want. Oh, Sharky and George at it again. <laughs> what the fuck, man? Honestly, you can't... How can you even... Oh, go on, have you got a reason it, behind it, it as well? No. Oh. It's just it's illegal to be in the ocean. I don't know if they've got, like, people that... Maybe... I guess it's because it's, like, a, maybe it's a holiday destination. Yeah. And they don't want people, like, getting peed on. Maybe that. Maybe that's got something to do with it. But, like... Do you reckon they've got like people with like binoculars staring at their going, go on, have a piss, make my day punk. I dare. <laughs> I want someone to piss today. You know, just I don't know how they, I don't know. Man, but that's that's the way they roll in Portugal, pee in our ocean. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, it's actually yeah. I've just I just had a look because I wanted to see if how they police it. It says yeah, Portugal has taken the don't pee in the pool rule to a whole new level by making it illegal for anyone to pee in the ocean. There you go. <sighs> yeah, yeah this and all, mate. When you when you think of like an Australian person, I don't know about you, but I think about someone, you know, necking a few beers and having a good time. Of course. Well, if you're a bar owner in Australia, mm. it's illegal to let your patrons get too drunk. Ah. Oh. Yeah, and you can receive heavy fines of up to $133 per head. What, if you let them get pissed? If you let them get too drunk, yeah, you can uh, you can get fined over $130. So, so what about if they turn up pissed? What about if they turn up pissed? Is it, is it then your responsibility to say... I don't, yeah, I heard you have to say to them, like... So, I mean, where's the loophole there? I mean, if they turn up really pissed, you didn't get them pissed. They were already pissed. But at the same time, when they come in, have you got to say, no, sorry. You can't breathalyze everyone, can you? Walking in the door. I know. I don't know how it works, or how, again, how they how do they police that? But I suppose someone gets caught drinking on the way back home, or something. I don't know if it's an incentive to stop people drink driving, or whatever, or people not getting too pissed up and fighting in the streets. Because you, yeah, we we've heard the, the statistics on like alcoholic related deaths, you know, mm. and when you go to a, a hospital on a Friday or Saturday night, and you're in A and E. How many of those people have just been in a drunken brawl or something or fallen over? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's going to be a fair few. But is that the responsibility of the bar owner? Well, this is it again. I I think maybe it's it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because you can't tell them how to spend their money. If someone wants to come into your pub, they've got every right to, you know, unless you bar them or whatever. Yeah, but. You know, I mean, at the same time, that's your that's your bread and butter as well. Selling alcohol is your business. 
yeah, I mean, uh, like just just to per- just to paraphrase on that, you know, like how many times in our life have we been banned from Sainsbury's? You know, lots of times we can't go to Sainsbury's or Asda or Morrison's, or we've been kicked out because we've been pissed. And I get that because it's a public setting. It yeah. was probably two in the afternoon and there's kids running around. Uh, you know, and I get I get why we've been kicked out of places like that. But I I I'm trying to think. I don't think I've ever been refused a beer in a pub, unless I. It was literally way too over the top where I couldn't stand or string a sentence together. Or is that what they're saying? But where's the that's it's such blurry lines though, isn't it? Like where do you yeah. call Because some people hold their drink really well and some mm. people don't. Yeah, and it's particularly like, oh yeah, well you only given me three drinks. That guy's had eight. And it, oh. this do you know what I mean? How do and you then they're, yeah. then they're fighting. Then them two are fighting. Or, or, yeah. or what about if, so I mean, this is me coming from the pisshead's point of view. Surely, if if you was say you was getting leery and you had a few too many, I'll just go to the fucking bar and order two drinks and bring one back for you. Yeah. If you if you can't get served, what's the barman gonna do? He ain't gonna. Oh, well, if, if if we ever get any Australians listen and come back, that'd be really cool if you like want to tell us how the fuck you enforce that. Yeah, that'd be interesting to hear about. Yeah, I'd like something like that because. I... Because it's, it's good for people who are going to go to Australia eventually as well. Know well, this in advance. If you want to go to Australia on a stag do, know this, boys. You know what I mean? Well, that's it. Should we go out there and get pissed up? Well, yeah. Well, not here. Uh, yeah. Beware about these bits. So, yeah, getting more on that would be nice. Um, and if anyone's from Florida, um, just know that it's illegal to fart in any public place after 6pm on a Thursday. <laughs> Again, I don't know why that's a law, or why after 6pm on a Thursday. Is that just a Thursday? Very specific, yep, just a Thursday. It is illegal to break wind in any public place after 6pm on a Thursday. So, what I want to know is, right, I, I want to know obviously the reason why they fucking had to put this law up. I want to know how many people have been arrested for that. That's exactly what I was going to say. What does the old bill do, or you know, the police officer over there? If you need to crack one, and you're like, oh, you fuck. Oh, wise guy, eh? <laughs> yeah. Imagine that getting tackled to the floor and beaten to an inch of your life, all because oh, you farted. Mate. Your job is to tackle someone who just farted. That's not a good job. No. Nah. You, you got to reevaluate your life, haven't you? If that's the case. Yeah. And what if it's what if they've got health problems? Yeah. IBS or yeah, um, and if they say they've got a health problem, how do you test that? Well, you don't really do it on the street, do you? Oh. <laughs> Again, <laughs> difficult one to police. Yeah. So, if anyone in Florida's got a, a criminal background for farting in the in public, we'll have you on. Yeah, I mean that's that's not the best sort of a like bragging story in prison, is it? No. Like, what you in for? Yeah, I farted in Marks and Spencers on Thursday night. <laughs> you know what I mean? That, that's sort of like, oh, yeah, don't mess with him. Yeah, that's a bit. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, I'm unlucky. I, I got away with it because I was in Wilco's at half past five. <laughs> oh, yes. You know. oh, yeah. So, it's a bit of a mad one. Had a, this is my personal favourite one because I totally 100% agree with it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God. Right. So, uh, celebrities beware. Because in Denmark, it is illegal to give your kid a weird name 
and you must pick one from a list of 7,000 approved names, and if you want to give it a name outside of that list, you have to apply for special permission from the government. Absolutely agree. 100%. You want to give your kid a stupid name, not in Denmark, motherfucker. They take bullying very seriously. Good. <laughs> no, <laughs> do you know what, man? I agree, because like, yeah. like, nowadays it's almost a competition, isn't it, to have like the weirdest name when they get born. Yeah, it's like, look, mate, you're already in a shit band. Don't go calling your kid Apple. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, it's this kid's got enough problems. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Oh, it's, it's crazy some of the stuff that uh, some of the names that people come out with. And even like Joe Public, like people like us. Yeah. Uh, well, not, not people like us, because we, you know, we use real good normal names. But people just try, and, and the spellings, and they change the spellings, oh, or they change the no. sake. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to like say any sort of names because sure. obviously I, I don't want any of our listeners to be here thinking, oh, they think my my kid's name's something stupid. But I totally agree to the to the point. I mean, don't get me. I like an an unusual name. Yeah. You know, it's like the name Efa. I've got a, I've got a, a niece called Efa. I think that's a lovely name. It's it's an old. I think it's old Gaelic. I could right. be wrong on that. And um, I would Google it, but I have no idea how to fucking spell it. I think it's A O F I E. I know, I know exactly what is it is. Is it A O I F E? I think. A O I F E. It means from Ireland. Yeah, it's Gaelic. It means beautiful, radiant, and joyful, which is exactly what my niece is. And but yes, names like that, I think they're lovely. It's like, yeah, that's that's really nice. But then when you've got someone's like, oh, this is my son, electrical grid. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, oh, really? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Good luck, kid. He's got a tough couple of years ahead of him, hasn't he, where they've got yeah. names like that? 100%. And that Denmark, totally behind you there. And I think a list of 7,000 names, I'm, I'm guessing that's going to be like, I don't know if that's 3,500 boys' names, 3,500 girls' names, or maybe it's 3,000 of each and 500 like unisex names. Yeah. I don't know what the um the order there is. But that's a pretty big list to choose. That's from. a lot that's a lot of choice, isn't it? Yeah. Seven thousand names. I can't imagine I mean, I don't have any kids, so I don't know what couples go through. But when they go through well what should what, what baby names should we go with? I bet they don't go through seven thousand. That's it. So they're being pretty generous here. So no, Denmark, hundred percent behind you. Yeah, fair play. That's a good one. That's yeah. good. That's what I like. And I don't know what the um, special permission from the government is. You have to apply for it. You can't just like one of those things you think, oh, can we do this? And they go, yeah. No, you've got to, you've got to apply for the permission. So I hope they've got like a good like group of people to look at it and go, Sarah, I'm fucking laughing, mate. No. No, <laughs> they're not calling their kid that. <laughs> In fact, they're lucky we don't take the kid away. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So, no. Yep. Well beyond that one. Um, you can marry dead people in France. You can marry a dead person. Are we talking recently deceased or any I kind? Think, of... I think it's my. I think this is this is one where it comes down to like property and stuff. Like <laughs> I don't know. Like let, let me quickly check this. I think it's to do with like sorting out legal paperwork. Like if you want this person, if you were together with this person for like so long and they want to be like i think it comes out to like next of kin laws like if they've got no family 
yeah. and it's like it's down to the next kin to do this and you're just engaged with, at the time of like being deceased I think they can be like right we can now make you officially married so that you can have the next of kin privileges right I think that's how it works it's not like a matter of oh well, I, was, I was so in love with William Shakespeare I want to marry him now even though he's dead I think it's literally for stuff like this but right. let me just double check it France marry a we are busting out some facts today, aren't we? You know, people we are getting are. this isn't this isn't like us going off on a tangent like last time. This is people are getting real facts about the world, which is absolute nonsense, probably a lot of it, but it's you know they're learning, like we're learning. Well it came the law came about in France it is legal to marry a dead person, originating during World War One after the insurmountable losses inflicted on loved ones during World War One, marriage to a deceased person was allowed by use of proxy to soldiers that had be so that bereaved girlfriends and fiancés could marry their loved ones that were lost at war weeks earlier. Oh, so that's right. how it started out. But yeah, it's mainly from from what I can see here. Like it's it's like it's still in going for next of kin privileges mm. and stuff like that. But yeah, it's um necrogamy is also a name for it. So not and uh, yeah, regulated by Article one seventy one of the civil code in France. If people well, want to look into that some more. There we go. Yeah, mate. Those options. Yeah. And if also if you're gonna go to Singapore do not bring chewing gum. It is illegal. Is it? Unless it's dental gum or nicotine gum. Totally illegal. And again, for good reason, because chewing gum is a big thing that litter streets. Yep. People spit it out. They stick it on the bottom of benches. They stick it on walls, windowsills, on top of bins, phone boxes, everywhere. You'll always find in chewing gum somewhere. So no, totally illegal out there in Singapore. And it is fucking rank as well when you like to put your hand on it or you touch it or you step yeah. in it. it. It is rank. Yeah, I get that. Yes. Uh, but yeah, that's that's my uh, little list of funny laws that I sort of slipped into, which is pretty fun. Yeah, man. I know there's another one over. Um, it's not Singapore. It's in Thailand that you're not allowed to step on the currency because it's got. Um, I've heard that. Yeah, it's got it's it's got the Reverend King of Thailand on it, and the Thai mm. bar, I think it's the bar, how they pronounce it. Yeah. And stepping on it is a criminal act. Now I get that as in a respectful manner, you know, like you can't stand on it because it's the king's face. Yeah, but, it because of the treasonous, I suppose. Yeah, but what if you drop your fucking money on a windy day? You're going to look like a right cunt running down the road on your old fours, isn't you? Yeah, I'm stepping on that bit of money. Ain't yeah. nobody having it. Then what are you going to do? Get arrested for it? You know, get arrested for standing on your... <laughs> yeah, trying to, trying to save your bread and butter. Well, that's it. Well, what, what are you in here for? Oh, I, I stood on me stood on my pound note. <laughs> stood on my five pound note. Oh. Oh, yes. Nice one. There was a blizzard out. <laughs> well, well, it happens, though. For our, for our UK listeners, if, they, uh, if they're uh, inclined, mm. because obviously we're from the UK, I've got to drop a local law down, haven't I? Go I've for got it. a couple here for you. <laughs> Yes. Now, one of which is, this is for you cannon owners out there. You cannot, if, if you own a cannon and you plan on firing it, you cannot do so within 300 yards of someone else's property. Well, there so we go. make sure you're at 301 yards and you can fire that cannon all day fucking long. <laughs> if you come under that, mate, oh, you're in trouble. So you've got to be 300 yards away. 
if you yes. own a cannon. And anyone who might be fishing or buying salmon from the shop or anything like that, if you're going to carry your salmon, do so unsuspiciously because it is illegal to suspiciously carry a salmon. <laughs> uh, what the hell constitutes a suspiciously holding a salmon? I don't know if it's looking through holes in a newspaper whilst carrying your salmon, trying to look, or if you've got a balaclava or something. <laughs> I, I, I literally, I'm just trying to think of things to say, and I'm like, I don't know if I'm trying to, you know, if I'm trying to be funny or if I'm not, but I just can't fucking think about how someone would ever put a law up with a fucking yeah. salmon. According to this, handling a salmon in suspicious circumstances sound like it might be an a archaic law, but it is in fact enshrined, that's right, we use the word enshrined, in section 32 of the Salmon Act of 1986, and it is aimed at selling fish gained through illicit means, rather than people furtively skulking around dark corners clutching their salmon. <laughs> so if you're flogging off some salmon that... That looks suspiciously poached, and you could be in trouble. But but you, but you could still sell your moody salmon as long as you're not doing it suspiciously. Yeah, don't try and sell salmon if you've got shifty eyes. Yeah. And if every time you, if if you if you're buying from someone from salmon, and then you hear the sound dun dun dun, dun as he hands it over to you, grass him up. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's moody salmon. It's really. Did you say there's a salmon act? There's a salmon act. The salmon act of 1986. That isn't a long time ago, really, is it? That's what. 35 years ago. Yeah. The salmon act of 1986 is an act of parliament of the United Kingdom passed in 1986. Yeah, I guess as much, (laughs) which regulates salmon fishery. It is frequently cited in lists of absurd and unusual laws since it contains a provision making it illegal to handle salmon in suspicious circumstances. So, yeah, see, it's often uh, cited, apparently. But, yeah. See, we could have just saved someone, like, a hefty... I guess it's not going to be a prison sentence, but a fine. If they're oh, going to be... Walking... would be a good fine, yeah. Yeah, but, like, what the fuck? So, if I go to Asda and buy a salmon and I just put it in my bag and then I realise, like, shit... I've just put this whole salmon wrapped in paper in the bag. It's not. It looks a bit weird in there. So I'm clutching the bag to my chest. That's going to be me fucked, isn't it? Yeah. You see a couple of coppers see you, mate, coming out of Asda. Then you look over and be like, hello, a minute. He looks a bit suspicious. What's in the bag? Salmon, look. <laughs> What's in the bag? I bet it's a salmon. Let's get him. <laughs> Something smells fishy around here. Oh, no. <laughs> He's done it again. You're better than this. Why? (laughs) (laughs) We'll blame it on the snow. Oh, that's all you can blame it on these days, mate. You got anything else from the UK? I'm sure I can find one. (laughs) Range law in the UK. Let's have a look. Salmon act. You've got five. Oh, that was it. We'll do the five. We'll do the five. I'm happy with five uh, crazy-ass laws in the UK. Right. Let's have a little looky-loo, right. Paying a lump sum for your facial hair. 
don't know what consists of a, a lump sum. What is illegal? Well, let's have a look. Um, do, 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 do. Uh, oh, fuck. Oh, you crazy pop-ups. They're already putting ads in my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> it's the zombie spiders, man. Yeah, so it's like, uh, yeah, paying a lump sum for your facial. King Henry VIII imposed a beard tax that every man must pay to wear facial hair. What the fuck? Well, I'm fucked then. Yeah, I'm paying that. What else we got here? Oh, no walking cows down the street in daylight. Well, I've never seen a cow walking down the street in daylight, so that's good. That... Now you know why. Yeah. Bloody illegal. <laughs> oh, yeah, we've got here the suspicious handling of freshwater fish. Now, let's see what this one here says. In order to regulate fisheries and avoid legal fishing and tr- shady trading deals and poaching, the Salmon Act was created. Section 32. Aims to punish anyone receiving or, is- or disposing... Of elite of salmon in an illegal manner. Christ. So that's what handling it. Yeah, and it's also can it's extended to other freshwater fish, such as trout, eels, lampreys, and smelt. <laughs> so so yeah, if you're if you're buying or selling poached salmon or those other freshwater fish. That's considered the, the uh, suspicious handling or handling salmon or fish in suspicious circumstances. So if you want to run through the high street holding a salmon with a balaclava on, you're fine. <laughs> Unless said salmon was bought through illegal means. Well, I, by the sounds of it, so far this, this podcast today has taught me that we're not having any more fish and no more fucking mushrooms. No, I'm like, and do not attend parties dressed in police or army attire. Oh, okay. Yes. Which I... is according to the Seamen's and Soldiers False Characters Act of 1906 and the Police Act of 1996, where it is illegal to pretend to be a part of the armed forces or police. Oh, come on. I'm sure if it was a like a Halloween party, people are not going to fucking... Ah, uh, oh, they probably would get upset about that, though. I mean, I don't know any policemen or anything, but I suppose they would get upset if people pretending to be them. But yeah, there's one that's interesting. The last one here for you. Here we go. Using a phone to pay at a drive-through while your car is still running. Well, that's all of us fuck then. Yeah, and the penalty for breaking said law is two hundred pounds. And six points on your license. Jesus Christ. So if you're going to pay at a drive-thru for your old uh, takeaway food or whatnot, or if it's getting your car serviced, and you're in your car and you use that Apple Pay or that Google Pay or whatever it is, turn your engine off first. Because if you get (laughs) caught, that's six points on your license and 200 smackaroonies straight out of your bloody pocket, my boy. Jesus. Hey, or girl, that's right. That's right. Whichever way you identify, or or, or any yeah. way, not not either way. It's any way, isn't it nowadays? So, yeah, but like, so. <laughs> so if you went to McDonald's, how the fuck are you going to point? You're supposed to turn your car off. Honestly, that's what well, they're trying to say. Turn your car off. Yep. If your engine is, I suppose it's, I suppose they look at it as you're using your phone while driving. Oh, for fuck's sake! So I can 
can see why it's good. It sort of enforces it. But if you're in a hurry, <laughs> make sure you remember to turn off your car. Because if, if, because sod's law, the car behind you will be a couple of poppers. They, they go to drive throughs too, you know. And do they turn their cars off? Probably oh, not. Bloody well, I hope so. Hypocrites. We already let them skip red lights. <laughs> what else do they want? Oh. Well, well, what can you say? I don't know, Matt, but whatever needs saying, I'm sure we said it. I'm sure we have said it. I think we've uh, covered covered everything. F- well, from mushrooms to drive-throughs. Yeah. So, yeah, I think uh, we'll, we've we'll even covered spaceships having a rave. Yeah, we <laughs> well, we touched upon it. We did. Yeah, man. So yeah. So that that was uh that was this week's thing, guys. And until uh, yeah, next absolutely. time. And if we can end on a a rather serious note, not too serious, hmm. but obviously, you know, we're amongst this pandemic at the minute, and we don't like to touch on it too much because it's everywhere. You can't bloody escape it. But a lot of people at home are suffering with mental health difficulties through this time. And just know it's okay to unwind to stuff like this and talk to other people about it. If yeah, you're man. suffering, reach out to your friends. I, I suffer with mental health difficulties myself, as does Ad. Sure. Yeah. You know, we have these problems. And be, be, feel free to reach out and, and, you know, just let other people know that you're, you're struggling. It never hurts. No, that's right. I mean, there's there's loads of numbers, there's loads of things to call, but I mean, just talk to someone, yeah. uh, you know, call. I mean, drop us a unless fucking line. A <laughs> yeah, unless they're a mushroom, mushroom <laughs> just run. Find an adult and run. Yeah, because if not you want to get in touch with us as well and just let us know how you're feeling, like Ad just said, drop us yeah. a line. You know, let us know if we can help out any more than we already are. I mean, <laughs> there's nothing more we can do. Yeah, so you'll be shit out of luck. But even even if it's just a, you know, cheers for listening, and you want to get a shout out or something, we're here. Yeah, and and that's all it comes down to. That's that's kind of what this was all about. It was for us to to just have a chat about things and kind of get people's minds away from the fucking the crap of the world in general oh, that, yeah, that's yeah. why that's why we're all over the place isn't it that's the whole reason why we did it that's why there's no structure 100%. and that's why we don't do much research on it and that's why we just ran off because yeah. it's too it's, much it's only because of the circumstances we're under that this podcast even exists yeah absolutely so it's totally you know this is for the the people who don't have anything else to do you know yeah. <laughs> you're stuck indoors you've constantly got covid thrown at you and who knows what else and there's the whole brexit embargo and there's the stuff going on in america mm-hmm. and it's just to know what let's just for an hour a week here's a distraction it, yeah. it's 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 two idiots spouting off on stuff that they don't understand but we <laughs> hope that some someone out there will understand it and we'll maybe put us right and be like oh my good god you two couple of idiots this is how it actually works and then we can learn something and through that others can learn everyone can learn but yeah, yeah man no that's like good mushrooms that are learning <laughs> learning too bloody quick <laughs> so yeah us first <laughs> the Nova Scotia mushroom people <laughs> yeah so yeah on that on that note guys fucking look after yourself seriously because it's it is crazy times and uh, we'll see you next week absolutely taters taters <laughs>